0: On from the Geordie Shore.
1: I'm working on pretty it. Good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. <laughs> no, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not bad, though. It's not good, but it's not bad.
0: <laughs> oh, it's really messy with me. She's looking so fit.
1: They're really goofy. Yeah, it's fun. All right, we won't put that on the oh. podcast. I don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> it would be fun to have on the podcast, but I feel I'm nervous that people would be like, ah, uh, that's not appropriate. Canceled. You're canceled now. Yeah, we're always one step from being canceled, I feel like. Uh, Yeah, what are you going to do? Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 29 is just about finished here. We've got the second half of the game still to come in this double game week. And then game week 30, the Blanker incoming. Today I've got Nick. Nick, How are you, buddy. Is that that's the voice you're going with this week?
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna talk like this. With a pod. Um, I don't think people liked the last intro that I did, so it's going to be a quieter voice this time.
1: No, I think people people liked uh, people liked you over Jake last week. There were a lot of very good reviews. Oh. people actually, somebody came even went and put in a uh, like a an, an Apple review. Like someone went into um, really. Apple, podcast yeah we haven't had one for a while and was like but didn't talk about you they were like jake and i think they were confused they're like the pod's so great and i was like jake when's the last time jake was even on an episode i don't know maybe
0: they listened to an old episode and jake was on there oh. and they were into like the uh so um maybe he'll be good or maybe he won't i just you know it's a crapshoot.
1: yeah yeah jake uh for the record those that listen to the pod consistently jake has been working a lot surprise actually jake hold up we should be honest jake works twice a week he works two days a week uh and but he works like 14 hour days and then he's like i work so much i'm so busy and uh, i'm just gonna manage the podcast now because no one ever does anything for that he said the other day that was funny
0: yeah i can move into a management role at this point and you guys can just uh you know do all the hard work and i'll make the business
1: decisions and take all the money the millions of dollars that we make. every Yeah, well, week.
0: that's what the managers do. Yeah, I guess.
1: Uh, interesting game week, and the league race back on after the city result. Yes, are let's a go. Fan? Uh, you
0: happy? I'm. I'm very happy. I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes up because the uh, the Liverpool could win the league if they win the rest of their games for the entire season. So, right. I mean it's it's a possibility, but. I'm just like I said on the last one like I'm happy that there's a little bit more competition there's a little bit more to play for but I don't know I'm not I'm not holding my breath here I think that it's going to be a challenge and Liverpool have not looked as dominant as they were a few weeks ago so we'll see what happens yeah still defending well though for the most part yeah yeah that's fair Yeah, just Salah isn't banging a hat trick, so you know, right? It's it's sad. It's not good. I don't like that.
1: That's kind of the big. That's kind of the big storyline for this game week, right? For twenty nine, a lot of people had saved their triple captainship to play for this week, and Salah went. I got the pen, uh, converted the pen, and then went off semi injured. I don't know. There's a lot of conflicting reports. Have you heard anything about that?
0: I haven't looked at the recent reports, but I was watching the game when it happened. He kind of like. Grabbed at the back of his leg and then like waved to the bench after something happened and then he played for a little bit longer and then a few minutes later he came off injured and he he you know he walked off fine it wasn't like he had to be stretchered off or anything but right also it was a little bit concerning because of the fixture congestion coming up that maybe maybe they'll rest him you know maybe he won't play both of the games
1: yeah there's a very real chance I think if So I wouldn't have said that before, but now with Diaz playing the way he is and Jota back healthy and Firmino back healthy, I mean, I think there's a very real possibility that Salah is rested for Wednesday's match against Arsenal. Wouldn't you agree? That's what I think. That's what I'm worried about. And like you said, they
0: have – they actually have like a deep lineup at this point where they have some guys who are healthy, who can play, who are decent, so – I wouldn't be surprised if Salah did not play or play just a few minutes, and that would really spoil yeah. a lot of people's uh, triple captaincy there.
1: You're not on the triple captain, though, right? No,
0: I just captained him this week. So, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll take the the 18 points, and if he doesn't play, it is
1: what it is. We move. We move. We move. Um, what are, you, are you having a drink tonight? Are you enjoying a drink?
0: I'm having a beer. It's a hazy IPA from from, from Milwaukee,
1: Milwaukee Brewing Company. Yeah, wonderful brewery. I'm on these um so I know this is going to sound super soft. Uh, I'm I I drink primarily beer and uh and bourbon and I like gin. But uh lately there's this company called Cutwater out of San Diego. They make um like vodka sodas. I'll show Nick, no one else will see it. We do a video. Oh, cool. That looks uh, awesome. I love the, how that looks. great look great look uh they do (laughs) vodka sodas and uh and and they do a variety of different ones and um they're they're wonderful i don't know how else to describe them they're like uh they're just really they taste like a seltzer water or like a a soda water with no alcohol in them they're pretty awesome that sounds
0: lovely i like a good seltzer every now and again yeah,
1: they're like refreshing and easy to drink. And, and I drink, drink them like during the pod now, f- five so. of them or whatever in a sitting. Yeah, it's kind of what normally that's what happens. Yeah, because they're so easy to drink. So, all right, well, let's get into the pod for this week. Um, we've got a handful of like kind of big picture questions. We will go through leagues this week because everybody's been whining that we've not been going through leagues. And then we'll talk about uh, game week 30, which is a blank game week. And we'll discuss a little bit about just. Some of the different options, um, whether you're just you're going with a free hit, which some managers will be, or if you're just going to try to kind of manage it. So I think we'll start with some big picture questions. FPL Virgin writes in a question about, I guess I would say it's like overplaying your team. So I have a theory, FPL obsessives, uh, which I guess would probably be us, find it hard to go a week without touching their team. Uh, Because they struggle to do nothing. They are more prone to chasing last week's points. And that's how they end up with Wolves defenders and Jacob Ramsey on their bench. Is there any truth to this? Um, This is kind of a tough question because it's hard to maybe produce data to support our answers. So I guess it's just going to be like opinions here. Is there such thing, Nick, as overplaying your team? I think that probably this year is
0: um one of those years where where actually more moves in each week is probably the optimal kind of solution to get more double game weeks or avoid the blanks those kinds of things because of all the delays and postponements that there have been that may have yeah. been true you know like in past years where where things were a little bit more even week in week out where you tend to do a little bit more point chasing, but, um, this would be an interesting question to bring up for, uh, Sir or one of the optimizers out there, you know, what is the kind of optimal strategy? Is it making a move every single game week or is it, you know, taking a hit every now and again, and then holding for a few game weeks? I, I tend to think that this season probably is going to be more prone to, to the hits, and kind of chasing those players who have the doubles. But beyond that, I try to remind myself to, to not chase players who are scoring, um, you know, one week in and, and, and thinking that they're going to, you know, that's a sign of things to come, but really just being a little bit more patient. And I I've learned that from you too, Marco. It's like, you tend to not take hits. You tend to bank a transfer. And I've tried to play a little bit more like that, but it is It's enticing to try to bring those players in, especially when you're thinking like, oh, I can get an edge on my competition by bringing in these players who are maybe under the radar and they performed well one game week or something like that.
1: Yeah, I've always been the proponent of wait, 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 like just take your time and don't don't rush transfers, never play early. Um, The opposite of, I guess, what Virgin's talking about, like not being an FPL obsessive, maybe still obsessing over the game, but not. Uh, almost ever making, making decisions until the last minute. And I will say that, uh, especially earlier in this year, I think that really hurt me. Uh, as you said, there were a bunch of double game weeks and you, you really, um, it almost made sense in some game weeks to drop single game week players for double game week players with good fixtures. And, and I avoided that. What's interesting now is I've kind of, uh, I've adapted that strategy a little bit. I've taken, uh, the most hits I've ever taken in a season is four before this season. Uh, and I think I'm at nine right now, uh, or ten for the season. So I'm I'm well over a double. But it's a unique season in that we've had so many games rescheduled. So there's so many more doubles, and I think that that just changes it. So I don't know. I, I think that um, yeah, there's definitely some truth in it in that maybe you you end up chasing some points, but also if you're you may be chasing points, but if you're trying to get onto doubles, I don't know. It's just an unusual year in that regard. So I would I
0: would love um, to see. One of these tools like FPL Optimized or FPL Review have some kind of like a look back tool or like a 2020 hindsight tool where it's like, oh, if you would have just kept these players on your team, you would have outscored yourself by 50 points or something. And then we could all feel sad about the things that we do.
1: Yeah, people do that a lot, though. They'll post like if I would have just kept my team from game week one what would i be at and it is so somebody does have a tool like that i believe actually uh they compare your game week one to uh game week one team uh to your current team and all the moves that you've made i'm not sure who has that maybe someone could write in and tell us but i'm pretty sure someone has that and they kind of compare then uh what you've done in the past versus like if you would have just kept your team as is, right? Is that kind of your idea? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like a depression tool. Yeah. Like how depressed you? Be? <laughs> how bad of a manager are you? How much have you chased those points? I want to know that. Yeah. Week in, week out. Like, no, okay. it's not.
1: It's not yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do we need to know that? It just, I don't know. We can Probably assume. Just like, I'll like just said, assume, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just a depression tool. That's what you called it. Uh, LOL. Um, Wilson writes in, why don't I listen to my own advice? And, and I thought, that's an interesting one. It would have been a better question if Jake were here. That's kind of I've always thought this about Jake as a manager. for For those that have listened to the podcast for a long time, I actually think Jake gives very good advice. Like in general, his, his thought process about the game is pretty good. When he's, um I don't know what the right word is. When he's balanced, like when he's not um, emotionally. When he takes a, a stance about- on something, he's like he doesn't yeah he doesn't yeah, waffle. Yeah. he kind of
0: he actually has no he doesn't some solid He's like advice. this is the
1: move and yeah this is the move and i'm gonna go with it and i think you should go with it too and then he more than anyone i know follows zero of his own advice that he gives so i've said that to him in the past he'll be like oh what should i do and i'll say jake why don't you listen to our podcast that that would that would be exactly what you need to do, and oh, I'm not going to take time to do that. I'm busy and have so much stuff to do in my life, and I'm like, well, that would solve a lot of problems if you would just listen to yourself on the podcast. I mean, really, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it kind of comes down to having some sort of plan, and we talked about this last week, especially with chip strategy at the end of the year, and you hear all these managers on on the interwebs and on the twitters and and Reddit, and like they, they say, um. It's FPL. You have to be flexible. You have to adjust. You have to, you have to be malleable to a new plan. And I actually think that that's kind of an absurd statement. I actually think um, quite the opposite, that you need to have um, a pretty set plan. Maybe you can chunk game weeks out, but at this point in the year, like... We only have a handful of game weeks left or so. You have to have a plan in place and you just have to go with it. Yeah, I, I hate to say it. Like, you're kind of screwed at this point. If you pick the wrong plan, sorry. Like, you suck and it's done. But that's what you just have to do. Uh Do you disagree? Agree? What do you think on that? Well,
0: I think about the Coutinho move that you made where you captained him last week. And that really paid off for you. And that was something that you were planning for a long time because I remember the discussions that we were having about, okay, what are we going to do for this upcoming double game week? And I think you're the only person in our mini league who ended up kind of following through with the continue plan. And that really worked out well for you. Um, So, yeah, I guess, you know, are you one of those who would just say, you know, play your own game and, and follow your heart? (laughs) <laughs> you have Here to we decide go again. for yourself. No <laughs> every <one> can, pod. <laughs> no one can plan for you. I'm every fucking. Pod. I'm. I'm pretty sure that at this point, uh, the big accounts that are tweeting that are just looking to troll people because uh they no, know how much yeah. it bothers people. Yep.
1: Yeah. I. I. uh I will say it's funny because the last. I don't know the last like two months I've been really on this like because it's very frustrating to me this idea of like. And I talk about every pod, but like, do your own thing and like follow your heart and like follow your gut. And it's like, no, there's a there's an optimal strategy for your team, and I get it that every team's slightly different, but like the the uh, the tweets and the posts to just like get likes where people smash the like button every time they read that are annoying. But um, I it's interesting. This last week, for the first time, I started seeing people tweeting or like talking about the opposite. Like, kind of being, like, fuck people that say that all the time and then try to tell us what to do. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, it was, it was, like, the first time I had seen a variety of, like, different accounts. And not necessarily big accounts, but I would say, like, kind of accounts like ours, which I would call, like, medium-sized accounts that were, like... Hey that's a really dumb sentiment that people keep telling saying that and like talking that, and so I think we're gaining some momentum, there. okay, we gotta keep pushing, yeah, we gotta keep pushing
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate Mark, he's one of our listeners and and he's out there every time that this is posted by one of those big accounts. He's like that's utter bullshit because meanwhile, <laughs> you are literally in the business of telling how telling people how to play this f p l game and r- requesting or saying you know. Yeah. Buy into our Patreon, become a super subscriber, pay us all this money for this advice. Meanwhile, don't listen to anyone, not even us. Listen to your (laughs) heart.
1: (laughs) Fucking everybody sucks. I don't know. I hate the whole world. Anyways, uh, Jefferson writes in, big picture question. Should we be dropping our fetish with top 10K finishes? I've played this game since 2004, long time. And with increasing active managers with access to growing amounts of content, are we setting ourselves up for disappointment year on year? Wow, that got deep. Um, I think this is a great question about goal setting. And we are at kind of the end of the year here where a lot of chips are going to be dropped. And you're kind of really, I mean... And if you follow Ben Krillin, um, he talks a lot about the last chunk of the year, the end of, of year push. And he always posts his uh, like previous five to 10 years uh, graphs of his um, like line graphs of his his overall ranks. And you can see that like he's every year a pretty average manager for the first half of the year and then just begins to like drop in OR, bang, 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 right? And I, I do think Jefferson makes a great point. We kind of have this fetish like, you know, I want to get out the master strokes, you know, to top 10K finishes. I think everybody is on Wait, the same page there.
0: Does that mean like I just picture you on like a party bus, like throwing dildos to like a parade because you've made it into the top 10K. <laughs> That's like your celebration.
1: You're going to be top 10K. You're <laughs>
0: going to be top 10K.
1: You're yes, going to be top 10 K. have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Free master
0: stroke dildos for everyone.
1: It's uh it, as I've always said, it's it's, a, it's like a box of dildos. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> you know, like you can just pod oh. like a vibrator, a big one, a small one. That's a great you know?
0: idea. Like a mystery box, like could be a I don't know, like an octopus tentacle. Or it could be just like yeah. a normal one.
1: No, I listen, like I think we've established Nick, maybe not so much with you on the pod, but I think we've established that. If we were the marketing directors for a dildo company, we would do very well. <laughs> we're not. We're not good at much else, but we would do very well. So it, with that. it
0: begs the question: Like, what are we doing? Why do we have an FPL podcast when we could have been so much more successful doing uh, uh, something else?
1: A, a DPL podcast, yeah, like dildo Premier League. <laughs>
0: i don't know that that exists but it should it definitely should yeah
1: it ought to um so let's talk just really briefly about goal setting and then we'll move on so um i'm like roughly 100k right now i'm maybe 110 or something like that and this game week i will drop almost certainly um i didn't play any chips and uh shut up nick (laughs) uh so um what is your goal right now for the end of the year and why have you selected that goal so my goal is top 100k
0: i have never finished i think above 300k and that probably has to do with kind of the 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 krillin phenomenon only to a greater extent in that i just kind of give up with about 10 games left to go and say like Screw it. I'm not going to beat yep. Marco. I'm not going to catch him. There's nothing to play for. I don't really care. I'm just going to have fun and watch the games. And maybe that's what happens with people. But this year, I'm actually doing well. I'm at 85K. So, you know, relatively speaking, I will never get into the 10, top 10K. But, you know, I, it's not something that I would strive for. I think that we do have to consider the amount of luck that is involved in some of the top finishes. I mean, there is a definite level of skill that it takes to get into the top 10k but there's also a yep. level of luck and so you know holding yourself accountable to not getting into the top 10k may you know it may just be uh you're you're a victim of the variance and it's not really your fault so um jefferson it's not your fault it's not your fault
1: <laughs> not you man it's not, your not fault. you you <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just like walk into like classrooms and I see problems on a board (laughs) and there's like very serious math around. I just like solve them. You know, I just solve them.
0: It's It's a great movie and Family Guy episode.
1: Yeah, the Family Guy clip is the best <laughs> part of the whole thing. If anyone hasn't seen that, uh, look it up. Goodwill uh, Goodwill Hunting. Um, okay, FPL List writes in, would you rather be a rich man's plaything or stand on your own merits asking for a friend? The friend is Chelsea Football Club. Um, so this is kind of not FPL related, right? But um, the British government stepping in and uh, and basically seizing, well, freezing and seizing, right? Chelsea Football Club, I guess is the best way to describe it um fr- from their russian owners it's, a, it's insane uh, it's
0: literally like the it's crazy if that happened yeah. in the u.s i th- i think like um some like inbred hillbilly people would probably storm the capital again so yeah um, that's pretty yeah. crazy that that can happen but yeah it's it's unprecedented and i i think there's some some people have indicated how that's a little bit inconsistent in terms of oh, they're seizing control right. of Chelsea, but these other right. teams are associated with these right. rich owners who are also part of these countries that have committed atrocities yeah. and yet we're only punishing chelsea but it it's a very strange situation I don't know i'm I'm eager to see kind of the outcome of the situation, yeah.
1: There's a, apparently there's a, some, I think, Saudis or something right now that have put have have uh, accumulated the money, have gathered up the three billion or whatever it would cost to buy the club or something like that. OK. And uh, and and I'm with you 100 percent, Nick. I, don't get me wrong. I, I understand the idea behind the the movement, but it's just like we said this on on last week's pod, like there's atrocities going on all over the world right now that the rich are probably orchestrating in some way and or are connected to in some way, whether it's uh, Russian or otherwise. And and most of these clubs are connected to very, very rich people or families um, that have probably been involved in some things that they shouldn't be doing. And uh, and and quite honestly, it, to me, it feels like the British government, um, who hasn't done a great job with refugees, and hasn't done a great job, much like the Americans, has not done a great job with with helping uh, Ukraine in any way, other than throwing money at them, um, has has done this uh, in in, um, in in as a bit of theatrics. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I don't mean to get too political on the pod. But it's just like. I don't know. The yeah, whole thing kind of sucks. Uh,
0: just thinking logically. Yeah. like what what leverage are you exerting by, you know, basically ousting an owner and and taking away his club? I I don't know where I stand on the whole situation. I yeah, it's it's a very complicated situation. There's just a lot of questions that remain unanswered, and it 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 doesn't seem very consistent in terms of like i don't know establishing values or or enforcing kind of the this core set of values it's it's but i i come back to the question like what what leverage does it exert and what power does it play not that it shouldn't be done but just kind of asking the question
1: yeah i guess for me what i'm saying is like Listen, I want to see the best dudes in the world play soccer. So, like, uh, I don't care how many people you've murdered. Like, uh, just go ahead and buy me some cool players for me to watch on the TVs because that's fun for me.
0: That's right. You got to remove yourself from the the geopolitical
1: conflict that's
0: occurring and and really ingrain yourself just in the football.
1: Like, whatever, you know, like, uh just want to enjoy me some footy, you know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, Bobby Love writes in wheels or doors. That's a thing that's going around. What's up with that? Who started that? Is that like a British thing? Yeah, it's like, uh, are there more wheels or are there more doors in the world? What do you think? Off the top of your head. Uh, wheels, for sure. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. I, I think um, some definitions of like what constitutes a door and what constitutes a wheel is very important, you know, like in this situation, you know? Yeah, it seems like a pretty pointless kind of endeavor, but here we are. Gets yeah, dumb. Here we are. We move. It's, a, it's like another thing that <laughs> we move. All right. Emma writes in, is FPL a weird and painful anesthesia when the world is such a mess or are we all simple masochists? Um. I think you know Emma kind of was uh, alluding to what we were just talking about. I should have grouped. Those yeah. Why did you together. ask those
0: questions? You're like, all right, so we have this very deep question <laughs> about Russia and ownership. All right, wheels of doors, wheels of doors. All right, another very serious question about deep thoughts
1: about FPL. <laughs> I, I felt like we need to break it up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's like okay. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, it's an anesthesia. I've talked about this in the past on the podcast, what I think FPL is to a lot of us, the reason we make podcasts. Like, let's just be real. Most of the content creators, 95%, do not make a living off of this. We, we uh, We make a little bit of something or nothing, one of the two. Uh, but it's not our job, and we do it because we like it, and we do it because of the community. and it it's an anesthesia. That's a great way to say it. It's an escape. I've talked about this in ex- it kind of extensively on our podcast before. It's an escape from uh, our real reality. and uh, it connects us in the in in a different way with the game and it connects us to the players in a different way. And um, and for those of us that maybe are, uh that love the game and uh, it immerses us in the game in a different way and but for a lot of us it is yeah it's an anesthesia i don't know what else to say that's what it is yeah
0: it really is i the tough part is trying to separate the game from the real world or you know the the real events that are occurring because you can't when when russian oligarchs own teams or when ultra wealthy own the teams there are going to be these connections where you you can't avoid some of this, some of these situations and and there will be these clashes with the real world, but it it really is for me too an escape and a way to just enjoy my Saturday and Sunday mornings and engage with people who feel similarly about the sport and are just very excited about the world of football and, and wanting to engage in the game. And I think we should, we should take advantage of that situation and, and, I wouldn't say ignore what what else is going on, but just enjoy the moment, live in the moment and and enjoy the experience that you have. And for me, it's just depression um, because my FPL team doesn't do as well as it should. So (laughs) for some people, just enjoy that depression because you're not going to get that unless you are, you know, reading up on current events or working to end a global pandemic,
1: all those kinds of things. That's right. Accept and commit therapy. Ever heard of it? No. Okay, it's a sports psychology thing. Try to keep up.
0: Oh, you're so okay. smart. You're okay. so smart with your sports psychology. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh you know sports you read some and sports how sports like, people oh. think? You read, like, you listen to one podcast? Wow, you're <laughs> so smart. Adapt
0: and conquer, divide and separate. It's a, it's a <laughs> military
1: strategy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like to be a douche like that. Okay. Um, So, yeah, that was 25, 30 minutes almost of, like, big picture topics. So, we got to move quickly then through our teams and leagues, I think. Uh, And then we have some questions about game week 30. So, um, should I start with kind of where my team's at? Go for it. Okay. So, not a great game week for me. It started off pretty well. Uh, I thought I was in a good place. But the big thing was not having Arsenal players. So, I'm at currently 4.6 million uh, game week rank with 51 points on a minus four. Uh, so that, yeah, it's not great, um, but it's not a disaster. So I knew I kind of snuck by last week. Every, a lot of people are playing chips, not everyone, but a lot of people are playing chips uh, in the last four game weeks. And so what I'm hoping is I can, I still have a free hit, a bench boost and a wild card left. And so I'm hoping that I can use those things to my advantage in the coming game weeks. So, uh, I have double Liverpool D, which I um I talked a little bit on Twitter about this. Of course, game week 30 is going to be tough because they blank. But um, that has really worked out well for me in the last couple game weeks. So I have Virgil and I have Trent. So they cleaned against Brighton. They cleaned against West Ham. Uh, they cleaned against uh, Leeds. They got scored on against Norwich. They cleaned against Burnley. They cleaned against Leicester. Um, so I've done pretty well uh, with my double Liverpool D and I haven't had to worry about the rotation that is inevitable with um, like Diaz, Firmino, Jota, Mane. I think Salah is probably pretty locked in with those other players possibly. So a uh, double Liverpool D, Salah captain. I took a minus four for Kulisevsky to come in and Doherty, um, who is going to probably have one point for me this week. He was atrocious. And then... Um Rafinha with a uh, an assist, which is <laughs> another great. crazy game and from
0: Rafinha. I watched the highlights. And yeah, he, yeah, he like missing. I don't, he, he yeah, saved I, himself. Actually I'll
1: Right. I'll look up uh his XG while you're explaining your team. Um and then I started Broha, which who came off the bench, which is kind of a downer, and then uh Dennis, um, who which was frustrating. They they scored a couple goals, but he was not involved. So uh tell me about your team.
0: So the highlights, um, Arsenal I have Ramsdale and Lacazette so Lacazette scored a penalty Ramsdale kept a clean and got two bonus he actually had like an incredible save on a header that um, preserved that clean sheet so I was really happy about that otherwise not anything very exciting like uh, Salah I think and Lacazette are the only two players that scored goals on my team but basically kept cleans with TAA Rudiger Seiss um, Regulon had a hilarious assist on the Harry Maguire own goal. I just love when. Uh, unfortunately, Manu won that game and Ronaldo had a hat trick, so that was kind of a downer. But it was hilarious. The yeah. Regulon assisted own goal, and Christian Romero came up to Harry Maguire as he's sitting on the ground and pouting because he just scored an own goal, and just like screams <laughs> in his face, just like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want more of that. Um, Yeah, yeah, that should be like
1: encouraged. Yeah, like they should get they should get bonus. Yeah, like a
0: green card. I don't know
1: to work in another country. Good job. Keep keep being a dick. Uh, Um, So yeah, I mean,
0: it could have been better. I still have uh, games to play with uh, my Arsenal players, and then Trent, and I have three Spurs players. They didn't, you know didn't get very many points against man you hopefully they can turn it around against brighton but
1: we'll see what happens how many total how many total do you have left i
0: have um six seven 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 left to go and then if Saul okay. plays it'll be eight so um sitting yeah. sitting well with the doubles i'm currently on 65 points i did take a hit to bring in Duckerty, and it would have worked out well if i'd wouldn't have because I think Cancelo got nine points today with the Great. the clean and everything but um using the live game week tracker on FPL optimized I think I'm still looking at a plus three points right now over the top 100k average so that would be hopefully a green arrow and yeah just I just need to hold I, I really don't want to fall um You know, I was up to like 35 K a couple weeks ago and I've fallen the past couple weeks. So I really want to stay within that top 100 K and that's kind of my goal moving forward towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah. Well, you still have your wild card, right? Yeah. I
0: have a free hit left and a wild card and a bench boost. So I have a lot of chips. I I think,
1: yeah, I think you and I, if, if top 100 K is the goal and I'm at 140 K right now, I think we're like right in the mix. We should be just fine that'd be so cool um, for that for i it. would throw dildos yeah.
0: out to the crowd
1: like everywhere everywhere i go you're just, 100k <laughs> you're
0: 100k just like walk down the street and chuck them at people as they walk
1: yeah. by i think people would be confused it might be a crime it's my favorite actually. i don't know it's not a crime no it is if anything it's a green it's a green card like people are <laughs> like that's a great job by you you just there should be more i want to live the world. in
0: a world where i can throw dildos anywhere i please <laughs>
1: I feel like the Brits that's something they'd get upset about right like <laughs> there's like the Brits that stop the traffic whatever they're the green people or whatever have you seen those folks Uh, wh- where are you going with this one I don't they're like the ones that stop the traffic you know they like just stand in the middle of the road and stop cars and be like you shouldn't have cars and then like there should be a whole a whole group that just like throws dildos at people I think that'd be okay, fun. yeah
0: I would join that group. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Be a good time. Yeah.
1: Uh, Rafinha had an XG of 0.65. So not as high as I thought, actually. Yeah, 0.65. And then Ronaldo, of course, who kind of is the story of the game, with three goals, had an XG of 0.84 which is comical and everyone's like world class. Um although I will in his defense he had eight shots on the game. So he was uh he was trying to create. Oh. But that does say a lot, doesn't it? Like eight shots with an xG of 0.8. Yeah, I mean some like of those things. shots were a, a little worthless quality. They're a little silly. Yeah, worthless. No, worthless so, worthless quality. The the
0: the funny yeah. like side note story to that game was that Tom Brady was there. Tom Brady being a, a an American uh, football yeah. quarterback who I don't particularly care for because I think he drinks the blood of babies and he watched (laughs) South Park. Well, it's right on the nose, I think, unfortunately. And, uh, he, he watched the game. He was there for, for the performance. And then he talked to Cristiano after the game. And then like later that day, he announced he was coming out of retirement. So, um, I think they shared like a, a little bit of a seance, a little baby blood action. And then he was like, yeah, I'm I'm back baby. I'm back. Let's do this.
1: No, those guys suck. Um, <laughs> Art of the Hive team, uh, 54 points on a minus four. Uh, Van Dyke, Rudiger, Alexander Arnold, Kulisevsky, um, and Salah captained no other returns. Cancelo uh, on the bench, which was kind of a downer right row. Um, with, with a nine-pointer. so. Um, all right, why don't we read quickly leagues, even though they're not like a great representation because there's a lot of game week left. But I think that's kind of how the rest of the season's gonna be. Um so would you mind doing you wanna do the league dive? Yeah, I'll go through the league top top dive. Top ten
0: in tenth okay. place. We have Allison Chains managed by Jimmy Hill, ninth place, I am Groot, managed by Yashas Prahir. Eighth place, we have good team on paper, managed by Kieran Doyle. We have number seventh, HDFC, married, uh, managed by Harry Dickinson. The the Dickinson is falling, unfortunately. Sixth place, we have Izzy Wizzy Get Womp Busy, managed by Christopher Marshall. We have fifth place, Emmy Explosion, managed by Lane Chambers, or is it Ian? I don't know. Fourth place. Timo Werner, managed by Dave LeClaire. Third place, It Is What It Is, managed by Steve Jones. Second place, United of Chorley, managed by Bogdan Vasile. And first place, we have Santiago Munez, managed by Sam McAfee.
1: Nice. Uh, what's, uh, What's Sam's overall rank? Let's see. Sam is overall
0: 13th right now. What? Yeah. (laughs) wow double digits 13th that's does sammy listen to the
1: podcast or is sam just a little bitch who wants a (laughs) t-shirt like that join the pod late like oh my team's good sam you better message us at some point either on twitter or on the art of the dive at gmail.com and if you can't send emails then i don't want to talk to you
0: i'm assuming they have been just listening to us the entire season and that's the reason like the last five the reason for their success is the fact that we give expert advice when we haven't even talked about expert for uh the first like 40 minutes of this podcast
1: yeah right exactly uh matt hall writes in the hive team is dropping like a stone our secret sabotage of the votes has work congratulations i agree m writes in why did uh fake dr matt with his expert knowledge of chelsea bring in havertz and captain james on his own team and not campaign for the hive mind team to do the same brilliant move by matt but was it also sabotage i think so i'm all i'm pro sabotage I'm when, pro-sabotage. Yeah, when, Are when you? the Art
0: of the Hive team does better than your own team, you you must sabotage it. Must sabotage. Yeah, you it must take must it down. Sabotage.
1: Yeah. Um, Matt Hall also writes in, Is, uh, Bobby loved the biggest choker since <laughs> Liverpool in 2014. <2014." laughs> oof, <laughs> oof. That's a painful question right there. <laughs> and Bobby says, Big talk for a man with less chips than me.
0: <laughs> than meh. That's how uh, they say it in yeah. the Geordie area.
1: Big talk Wait, say, for, how would I say For a man
0: with less chips than meh. Oh, I'm from nah. Newcastle.
1: Yeah, my dad worked the docks. My uncle's worked the docks. Jacob Claus grandpa thinks of me the docks.
0: My a nut. That nut
1: is green. <laughs> I the we're pretty close <laughs> on the the uh, Bracken writes in how long before Bobby Love and Dr. Matt, uh, realize I'm going to sneak past both them in the, uh, in the PSL whilst they keep bickering week after week. That's funny. And Wilson says, uh, what does the winner of the PSL league get asking for me because I'm going to win? Um, we got to figure it out actually, because everybody in the PSL league has a shirt this year. I think, um, so last year I made a little trophy. I think I'm going to do that again this year. That would be kind of funny, like a stupid little trophy.
0: I think it would be really cool to have a plaque.
1: Like a, a trophy plaque with Jake's face on it, like a like a professional headshot uh, of Jake. S-
0: that would be maybe signed, perhaps. And then you know, like a <laughs> PSL Super League winner right. or whatever.
1: All right, we're we're doing that. <laughs> uh, top five in the PSL Super League, which is our supporters' league. Join the Patreon. Um Thomas Bracken in fifth, Aziz All Stars, uh by ZF, Wet S, Pookie, Bobby Love in third, in second, Netflix and Chilwell, who's Matthew Hall, and the Tita Suarez, Patty pa in first, uh, who's currently ranked um 8, 000. So pretty, pretty solid, a solid rank. So um should we do we, you want to take a quick break, Nick, or do you want to just press on? Let's just power through it. Yeah, I think so. So um i would i would like to give a quick shout to our uh, our patreon we have a, a pretty big patreon group um maybe like thirty, twenty five 25 or 30 members uh that are part of the patreon and uh these folks are like part of our discord they communicate in there um they also are part of the league and it's a pretty cool little community of people um i think sometimes people feel like it's late in the season to be joining like why would i join a patreon now like the thing is, the Patreon keeps in touch like over the entire summer months and during the preseason as well. And I think uh, it's a great way to finish out the season and kind of get involved. So if you're a listener of the pod for a long time, um, you know we'd love to have you in in some way. Um, so you can you can join at uh, at Patreon.com the art of the dive. Uh, you can message me on Twitter um, or the uh, art of the dive at gmail.com, and and we can get you a link um to to sign up and then and then get your link into the, to our discord and and to join the leagues and kind of be part of the pod on that level so matt asks uh who's your favorite patreon is it wilson it's wilson isn't it um what do you think who's your favorite patreon nick
0: yeah i like all of them. other
1: than bobby love who you, yeah other than bobby love who you kind of have like a little guy on guy crush on
0: yeah, uh, uh Bobby Love actually offended me in the Discord, so it's kind of over between him and I unfortunately. <laughs> but uh no, in, in all seriousness, I I don't have a favorite Patreon. I will say that I'm enjoying being a part of the Discord. It was lonely in the Slack You channel. joined recently? Yeah, just like the, you with, joined within rec- like the last week or two. And it's a fun group, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's fun to get on there, watch the games and chat a little bit. I try to like yeah. chat with our group chat about the games while I'm watching them, but I don't think anyone actually watches soccer or football
1: live. Yeah, I work. All, all I do is work, yeah. so I don't ever watch
0: it. So anything. it's kind of like crickets, except for in the Discord, I actually have some conversations with people and it's it's a little bit more enjoyable. So uh, I, I don't have a favorite yet, but you can you can work towards that that honor. So, you know, make that a goal of yours, Patreon.
1: <laughs> be nick's favorite uh it was really funny jimmy text uh we, we, jim who's been on the pod before uh text our entire like our group me and nick and jake and ryan all the guys that do the podcast together and he was like hey so i joined the slack <laughs> like <laughs> but nobody was there so like three years ago we had a slack channel and a uh, gaz convinced us to move it over to discord which was the right move but it's really funny because Jim somehow managed to get into the slack again, which was really funny and was like, "What? why is there no one here? Oh, it's so quiet. <laughs> uh, fucking Jim. All right. Um. So we're going to spend about 15 minutes here talking about a few questions and then kind of wrap the pod up. So Game Week 30 is pretty interesting. Uh, actual FPL advice now. Uh, we'll have to put it in the notes to jump to uh, 40 minutes in the pod if you want to get any <laughs> info I your FPL Skip team. to 40 minutes and uh,
0: listen for two minutes and then you can be done.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, so Game Week 30 is an interesting one. Uh, blank Game Week, we've got uh, cup matches. So that puts teams that are still alive in the cup. cup. Cup or teams that they were supposed to play against in the Cup uh, out of this game week. Um, And so we have uh, Leeds Wolves playing Villa Arsenal, Leicester Brentford and Spurs West Ham are the matches uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, starting on uh, this Friday, the 18th. So um, it's a pretty interesting game week. There's not a lot of teams. There's basically two approaches. And I think Nick and I will talk about them briefly. And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll answer some questions. So on, on one approach is um, kind of like you've dead-ended your team and you have enough guys are on your team to kind of just make it work, like survive through the game week. Um, a lot of people that are playing the quote survival game are thinking I have seven to 10 players. Uh, I'm just going to kind of roll with it and like get through the game week because honestly the fixtures aren't that great and, and I'm going to make it work on that front. Okay, so that's one mindset. The other mindset is, Uh, there's quite a few people that are approaching the game that way there's quite a few people that have burned their free hits and have used their wild cards and so I'm gonna free hit in this game week and try to maximize uh, uh, the players that I can have and so a lot of people are talking about bringing in Kane and captaining him and maybe I don't know like triple Wolves defense and having Coutinho and having some Arsenal players and maybe having Tony for Brentford and possibly an Arsenal attacker, you know, that kind of like mix up for free hit. Um, I guess I would start the discussion, Nick, by asking you of those two approaches, what are you leaning towards right now?
0: So my plan, and this has been the plan for a while, has been to basically bring in as many players as I can who are playing, and then wildcard and 31. I think that's still going to be my strategy moving forward. Basically, wildcard 31 to try to set my team up for the remaining fixtures. I still have a bench boost, like I mentioned, still have a free hit chip, so I have a couple chips to work with there, but I am just going to try to not use my chips for a major blank game week and, and roll with the players that I have. I think I can get 10 out there as long as everyone plays.
1: Why did you decide that this was a better uh, strategy for you rather than free hitting in this game? Do you have two free hits remaining or one?
0: I I just have one remaining and I whether this is right or wrong my my narrative is that there are more more opportunities for points in in the games where there are multiple games instead of fewer games. So I I don't want to it is possible that you could move up the ranks by free hitting in this game week and bringing in all players who are going to play and who have favorable matchups and are projected to score well. But my thinking is I'm going to try to have field as many players as possible and then use my wild card and free hit chips in, in different weeks. Um, I think what is it game week 33 and game week 36 where there's a bunch of doubles coming up. Yep. So those are the kind of those are the ones that I'm targeting with my remaining chips.
1: Yep. That's a hundred percent where I'm at as well. I think for those that still have two free hits left, it kind of, it changes it a little bit, right? Where like this could be a game week that you could free hit and kind of, and capitalize off it for those with one free hit. I do think that this makes sense. Like try to get out eight to 10 total players and just, uh, and just survive. It's a, it's a survival game week again. And you're hoping to make up, um, you're just hoping to make up, uh, points later in the season. Um, Let's get into some questions. Um, I think this is a good kind of big picture from here to the end of the season. Season question from Garf: with nine weeks ago. Is it safe now to start attacking the fixtures, hitting in a player a week, depending on the fixture? We talked about that a little bit earlier in the pod. I personally think that this is one of the first years that like that has made sense. Where are you at with that, Nick?
0: Uh, I'm following the algorithms is kind of where I'm at with my strategy. So uh, it's probably kind of like a disappointing answer to the question. But basically, I'm going to be using the algorithms the entire season with maybe a little bit of my own decision making in the process. But I think the algorithms are are based upon kind of fixture strength and also ex- expected playing time. So you know, it's, it's not like I'm saying I'm I'm not going to be targeting that strategy. I'm just going to be relying on the computers to tell me all the answers.
1: Beep, boop, beep, boop. Do what the computer says. Anyways, free hit 30, I think is um, a, there's a lot of questions from people. Um, Jefferson writes in, assume the average player owns around eight starters for game week 30. I think that's a reasonable assumption. Aside from Cannon Sun, is anyone actually worth a hit? Uh, to get in this game week, I don't see many clean sheets and can't call any of the results. So I think that's the argument for a lot of people that aren't free hitting is that the results are a very, they're like a challenging pick. So you've got Leeds and wolves. So Leeds just got a result. Wolves haven't been great. Um, they've not been worthless by any means. They, they just haven't been great. Arsenal Villa, Arsenal has been very good as of late. Villa's uh, been strong though as well. Uh, Brentford, Leicester. To me, both the teams are very similar at the moment. Brentford's been playing um, better football. Um, Leicester, not so great. Um, and then Spurs, West Ham, which is a kind of a top, top six battle, if you will. Um, is there anyone you would hit in, Nick? I mean, so like we get into that classic question, right? Of like, if they're not playing, then a minus four is actually just a minus two. <sighs> <laughs> uh, which is kind of I a like funny. That voice. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's another voice uh, that I do. Um, so, well, I, I don't tend to necessarily agree with that. Like a minus four isn't necessarily a minus two, but um, but I do see the argument behind it. Are, will you be hitting anybody in this week?
0: I'm probably going to make one transfer. That's going to be Bowen out for um, Barnes, I believe. That's kind of my plan right now. The, the algorithms are telling me to transfer out Sala, but I don't want to lose the value there. Right. So I'm not going to make um, two transfers take a hit and and drop Sala and lose the value that I've accumulated over the course of the season. So um, basically, I'm going to look at Barnes. I'll think about Jimenez, but I don't know if I can get him into my team at this point because I have really cheap forwards. So uh, I don't know. Like you said, the, the, the matchups... There, there, there are no clear indicators. It's not like oh, Spurs are going to kill it this weekend because they play West Ham. It's, no, that 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 game is going to be probably very close. And I don't know. Do you, do you think Leicester is is in a poor run of form? I think they're actually okay. I think Barnes has has performed pretty well. And Brentford seem like they're going to be relegated, and have just come up with maybe I don't know some some decent results in in the past few weeks here.
1: Who have um who have Lester played in the last couple game weeks? That's um, a good
0: question. Let's see.
1: So they they blanked against Arsenal just the other just today, yeah. right? And then they who did they play last? They beat Leeds one zero. Okay, so that's a pretty poor result against Leeds. Yeah. So they're the um I, I know it's only over a two game week period, but they are the uh the, the only team with a worse expected goals in the league is Everton over the last two game weeks. All right, well... Let's look at the last that, four game weeks.
0: They tied 2-2 against West Ham, and then they lost, uh, let's see, 2-1 against Wolves. Over the
1: over the last four game weeks, they are second worst in the league. Uh, the only team worse is Everton okay. for expected well,
0: goals. Okay, well, so, yeah, yeah, this is why I follow the algorithms, because when I watch the games, I think, you know, Barnes has been involved in a lot of the returns recently... It's,
1: in the last six game weeks, they're third worst okay, in the you can league stop. with Everton and Norwich. You can, you can Everton stop. and Norwich as the I other two worst. I think everyone understands
0: <laughs> that I was terribly misguided yeah. and uh, I should probably yeah. not have a role in this podcast giving out FPL advice. That's why I try to talk as much as I can about non-FPL things.
1: Yeah. Well, Wolves is – so that's the other question that um, that Bracken wrote was like on triple hit uh, on free hit, triple Wolves, D, yay or nay? Uh so Wolves go against um Leeds. Who did they Leeds? Yeah, yeah so Leeds uh Leeds for expected goals over the last six game weeks. Um they're seventh in the league with ten and their delta is minus three. So they've only scored seven goals uh, within expected goals of ten. Um whereas Wolves uh, in, in terms of expected goals conceded, is actually um third worst in the league over the uh, the last three game uh, last six game weeks. I, so, uh, I would not, no, I would not go triple wolves. Um, I, I would go in and That's why I think this free hit this game week is worthless. I don't know. It's not a good idea, but, um, who would you go? Is there any team you would triple up on Nick? in terms of def- defenses? Uh,
0: defenses. I don't know. I have triple arsenal right now and I have triple spurs. Yeah. So those are the two teams that I'm, I'm thinking that are going to have the best chance of scoring some points. I don't know. Yeah, you know, West Ham is 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 a very good team, and I don't know what the statistics are in terms of their expected goals over the last few weeks have been. But those are kind of the Not two great. teams that I'm looking at, and maybe you know, maybe a Wolves attacker. I w- certainly wouldn't, based on the stats that you just provided. I certainly wouldn't be like all in on Wolves defense, but I will have size, so um, you know, it's it's worth a shot, but like you said it's it's really it's one of those game weeks that doesn't have a clear clear favorites for some of these games and that makes it very hard to rationalize making a free hit.
1: Yeah. Matt writes in Rafinha ya or Rafinha na for free hit 30. Rafinha ya. Yeah, Rafinha ya, right? I mean he 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 uh he he's been great in terms of expected goal involvement uh he he created ch- four chances second most in the league this last game week odegaard's the only other player who created more um i i think he's a good pick i i, I don't i mean if you've watched the games too he's been lively he's been in dangerous areas just as he, as he has all season um it's frustrating because he he misses a lot of sitters but um you think no nah, man he's in good spots you think he'll
0: come around to like it's kind of the the gambler's fallacy, where you think he must return at some point based on how how far into the box he gets, the chances that he's had, the the crossbars that he's hit. Uh, eventually, we're gonna have to have some kind of like turning of the tables of the variance, where he's gotta put away some of these chances, right? Or is that is that just kind of a flawed way of thinking about things?
1: I I don't know I. I mean, you, you started off by saying gambler's fallacy, which made me like, <laughs> ah, no, I guess that's <laughs> well, like, not is like it, is this. it a
0: gambler's fallacy situation or is it more of like a regression to the mean situation?
1: Yeah. So he's actually um, he's fourth in the league in expected goal involvement on the season uh, for midfielders. He, so Salamane, Mane, Jota, Rafinha. He's four. He looks incredible
0: when um, he plays. Like, he's fun to watch. He's yeah. a fun player to watch. It's just, just really frustrating to have him and see what he's capable of, but also see him not convert a lot of those chances.
1: Yeah, so I think it feels like he's missing a lot of chances. So his delta right now is uh, minus 1.35 for expected goal involvement, okay. um, which is not that far off, right? I mean, he's, he's qu- basically performing as he's expected to. Um, and so I think he's a, he's a good hold. He has a better expected goal involvement than Bowen, than Sterling, than Sun, than Fernandez, Foden, Mahrez, Mount. I mean, all players that, Saka, Silva, I mean, players that, like, we've been talking about as, like, better than him. So just throwing that out there, right? That, like, he's getting into good areas. He's, uh, he's getting good chances. And he's converting them at a rate that, the stats would suggest he ought to, and so for those that like are like, "Oh, XG's dumb." Like, no, like it's actually quite accurate in this case. He's he's converting exactly at the rate he's supposed to. At this point in the season, to be one or two or even three um, expected goal involvements above or below is pretty reasonable you know you're within kind of the the standard deviation if what you What is will, his I delta
0: think. over the last few weeks? Do you have that information handy?
1: Like last what do you think like last 6 games like or something yeah. like that? Sure, I can pull it up right now.
0: Uh, I'm only I'm just asking because like uh over the course of a large larger number of of games um he seems like a, yeah. a good player in terms of expected goal involvement and yeah. Delta. But so, like recency, is he still the player you want yeah, to play? So,
1: yep. So recency, I think you're right. Uh, he's third best in the league in expected goal involvement. If we look at the last six game weeks, his Delta is minus 2.24, okay. um, which is is, uh, is quite a bit um, in, in that regard. Uh, he's actually second worst in the league for his delta uh the only player worse is uh foden um and the 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 player ranked third for delta is minus uh at minus 2.08 is solid Ah. interestingly enough
0: so those are those are all interesting stats it's just it's hard to it's hard to know how to interpret those in terms of you know over the course of the season he's he's doing basically what he's expected to be doing but over the course of the last six games, he's performing well below where he should be. Yeah, that's true. And um,
1: yeah, you wonder if there's you know it's a new position. You know, he's playing kind of like a in that four two two two. He's playing as like a right mid. You wonder if if the approach uh, to his game is a little bit different, or uh, if what he's being asked to do is different, and if that's affecting him. If I don't know, stupid stuff like relationship with the new coach. He was known to be quite close with Bielsa. Um, and, and, uh, despite rumors of him leaving to, uh, Bayern, um, the, the rumor was that he really liked working under Bielsa and wanted to be there. And and so, yeah, I don't know. There's some weird stuff going on there too. Who knows?
0: I think for me, since I have him on my team, I'm just going to hold him and, and we'll stop talking about one single player in this entire game. But yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a
1: question mark. All right. Jesse Haynes writes in, which uh, suggestions would you say on how many hits would work in favor for managers who can't field the full 11 and have used their two free hits already? Um, Kendall writes in who are the must-haves for blank game week 30 on bench boost. Um, and Virgin writes in, why is Lucas Dinge such a massive cunt when it comes to yeah <laughs> <laughs> Very direct there. Uh, so let's start on the top then. How many hits? Um, to me, I think, uh, you know, if, if there's a player you really like, a hit for that player, um, as long as you're um, you're using your first transfer to bring in another player that's playing this game week um, so that you have two players coming in this game week, I think that that's well worth it. Um, I wouldn't do more than that. That's just me. Um, I'm pretty conservative, though. Nick, any more than a minus four?
0: It kind of depends on who you have and who you could potentially get i mean if if kane was an option but you had to take two hits to get him in maybe that would be uh, a real realistic kind of strategy i don't really know if
1: both players were playing right that were coming in yeah
0: yeah um
1: and if the thing is you're probably going to rip your team up to do that so then a wild card needs to be in the play yeah
0: so it's kind of pretty context heavy in terms of you know is it worth it the i think the upside is
1: that let me stop you. Let me stop you. Would you say follow your gut? Yeah.
0: Okay. Why are you asking <laughs> us these questions? You need to ask yourself these questions. Okay. What does your gut say? What does your heart say? You're right. What does your brain say? Play your say? own game. Play your Play your own game. Own all right. So, You're right. but in all seriousness, so in a game week with a few games, do you think the points are worth more? So if you can, if you can maximize your lineup and you... You hit on everyone you know you have a great game week you're going to climb the ranks for that week but but do the points matter you know do say say i score 50 and the average is 30 are are those 20 points more impactful this week versus if i you know save some or strategize for some of those double game weeks where i could do something different and maybe have like 50 more points than the league average What, what are your thoughts there sure
1: No, I think that that's really, that's always the question we're asking with chips, especially more than anything. um, You know, like a lot of people were talking a couple game weeks ago, like, oh, I played my wild card and you played your triple captain and we got the same amount of points. Well, to me, like a wild card sets you up for the rest of the season in a certain way. And that's why I held my wild card, right? And played my triple captain and got the same amount of points. So like... No, it's it's always verse versus the uh verse the average, versus the rest of the the group. Because all that really matters is your overall rank. That's what's very unique about FPL. Um that you're you're not really playing against other uh individual other managers, you're playing against an entire group of other managers. And so um, no, I completely agree. I mean, to me right now, there's not enough points to be had in this game week if I if I roll out nine players versus if someone rolls out eleven to play uh, to take a bunch of hits to make that happen. That's what I'm yep. saying, or to play a free hit. So, um, you know, Kendall writes, in, who are the must-haves for blank game week 30? He says on bench boost. I'm guessing he means on free hit. Um, was probably you know on the on the the suckle there. You know, S- whatever they say on the tit. I drinking a bit.
0: Oh, is that what they say about like?
1: I think they do because Harry Potter. <laughs> so, um. I don't know. Um, so who are the must-haves? Let's just just speed pick some players. Uh I mean if you're on a free hit, I think Kane you bring yeah. in. I think Sun you probably bring yeah. in. Um I think to me I'd go with a, I might even go triple Spurs uh like attackers, Kulisevsky, instead of like going to Spurs defender. Um I would probably go with like Arsenal defenders. Uh Sa is probably a good picking goal. Um I would definitely go with Rafinha though just for the the just cuz I think it's good coverage. Is there anybody else you feel like is a must have? Tony? Would you go with Tony?
0: He's up there for projections. I think he's he's yeah. going to be one of those players who has the highest projections. I'm just pulling up the the optimization for um what Sertalp has put together. So, uh let's see optimal squads. The must haves. Let's see. So, like, Barnes, Madison, Saka are all up there in terms of projected midfielders. Son, obviously, Kane, and then Jimenez and Lacazette. Ah,
1: um, uh, Laka, I keep forgetting about. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, if you're going to bench boost, it's going to be a little bit different. But if you're on a free hit, the they're, just like the big names are kind of the players that you target. I don't know. There's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of uh, differentials. I would say, in this game week. And there'll probably be someone who scores a ton of points who is not in anyone's team, and someone will be like, yeah, you missed it, you idiot. <laughs> that's pretty standard, though.
1: Yeah, that's just kind of how it goes when you try to tell people. Listen. Um, Listen. Follow your heart. What do you got? Follow what your do heart. do you think is going to be uh, the Virgin best? says, why is Dinge such a massive C-U-N-T when it comes to FPL? He he is, kind of, but I don't, I don't know why. I can't answer the question. Um, so, captaining for this week... Uh, Sala uh, Wilson. Well, Wilson asked this question: Is Salah in a slump? You can't captain Salah this week, Wilson. Oh, after thirty, <laughs> she even said in the question, "You fool!" Uh, all right, good. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Uh, who are you going to captain this week? I mean, I think if you have Kane, you captain. And I'm going to captain Son. Yeah, I'm going Sun. Uh Is there another captain better than that? Uh, I
0: think if you have Kane, you want to captain Kane. If you have Son and you don't have Kane, captain Son. Um that's kind of where i'm at he's
1: um the, my only dot my only like thing that's concerning me about son is like his ex his xgi is is pretty good but like his goal attempts isn't very high so like over the last six game weeks he has 13 goal att- attempts just for like context salah has 32 you know like like freaking Stuart Armstrong has 25. So like, I'm just, that's the only thing that's kind of a downer. Like, so his, his, the quality of attempts are very good. Like he's getting shots right in front of the goal, but like, he's not getting a lot of attempts, which concerns me a little bit. Is that, you can, are you concerned about that or no?
0: No. I'd, okay. I just think given the lineups, the situation, the games that are, are being played, he's, he's the best of the, or one of the best of the situation, but I you know if if it were a full game week we would be talking differently and and we would probably be considering some of those stats he's on a lot of free kicks as well i don't know if if, yeah that's true you know he's he's more into that supportive role of of playing balls in or services or things like that for kane to go and bang um but but given my team and the options that i have i'm going to be captaining sun
1: okay yeah that's what i'm going with as well um so Wilson just asked about Salah. I mean, I think we continue to he's not in a he, he's he's in a slight slump in terms of conversion, but um I so I just mentioned for midfielders, he he has 32 total attempts over the last 6 game weeks. That leads uh the entire league. The next closest is Stuart Armstrong uh with a total of uh let's see 25, which I think um you know that you know in forwards you have cristiano ronaldo with 24 kane with 24 so sala is getting opportunities he's just not necessarily converting them and i think he'll be just fine as long as the chances keep coming that's always the way i see it with players of his quality so um all right we're kind of running long in the tooth as as they say for the podcast so um you know i don't i don't know do we have a couple like rando questions should we answer those Let's see. We probably should. So I'll I'll do this. Like, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL. appreciate all the people that uh, have been retweeting and commenting and liking on the podcast. That's very appreciated. Um, You can download our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, Somebody went in the other day and, and left a review. Thank you. That's nice of you. I had asked on the last pod couple of weeks ago um it, you know that that just it does help us it generates uh, it generates traffic to our podcast and uh and i do appreciate that and at the end of the day all i care about is likes you know how many people like me in the virtual world so two points oh yeah says you need some big picture questions what do you think of this big picture of your ancestral homeland he, he posted a picture of italy because <laughs> i think he's doing is it a racist thing
0: yeah definitely definitely
1: racist because my name's Marco.
0: Well, I think we talked about on um, one of the previous pods how you're Italian, because you did the Italian voice. But then you uh, said you can't Nick. cancel me because I'm, I'm Italian.
1: American. I'm a not Italian. Oh, okay. I'm a okay. American. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm born in America. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so maybe you should stop. Uh Gas writes in Marco uh, at the other time. Oh, uh, uh, Gas writes in has, has been super active on Twitter the past day or so. Has his wife kicked him out, or has he lost his job? two strikes unfortunately neither (laughs) uh i don't know how else to answer that that's it no i haven't lost my job and my wife's not kicked me out i just uh i've had more time i guess on my hands even though i have more work than i've ever had in my life it's i like when you
0: tweet makes me happy it's a good yeah because i'm like one of the probably two people who like your tweets
1: Right. So it gives me something say. to like. Yeah. Uh, I'm you, FPL Nick. Squid on Twitter
0: and so I, I basically am just like a hype man for the Art of the Dive Twitter account. So so I just yeah. like anything that Marco posts. I just hit
1: smash that I like button. Smash, smash. Nick uh, people probably don't even know that you're FPL squid, do you? No, they? I don't
0: because it's like a it's it started as a
1: burner FPL account to just kind of <laughs> troll
0: and I try to troll uh, occasionally and yeah so yeah i have a picture of jake as my uh profile picture so yeah so so follow
1: fpl squid it's it's squid i don't
0: even know god damn it
1: i don't know well now you've (laughs) lost your one chance to promote your twitter account now you suck now you suck i always gotta look he's looking it up right now he's looking it up right now he's got the phone out oh oh god what is it what is it forever yeah, why are you so slow? Have you never been on Twitter before? I'm like
0: an old person. I don't understand technology. Okay, Jake. Jesus Christ. Twitter's trying to sell me NFTs at this point. God damn it. All right, just
1: buy them. Buy them and get your name figured out. Jeez. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? Is this your... Have you never been on it's the Twitter? It's Squid FPL. It's not, not squid FPL, FPL Squid. I think that was taken. Squid FPL all right great i'm happy we figured that out all right uh that was a long time so we mostly yeah we're, we're out of here we're gonna get out of here um uh good luck to this to everybody this game week um <laughs> jesus what a how many seltzes have you
0: had tonight God, good God, luck uh
1: no i've had a couple mexican beers i've had a the couple selfies, you know, uh, you know a, little, a little bit of this a little bit of that you know whatever <laughs> All right. Coach Steve here. Uh, <laughs> time to be done with this podcast. All right. Uh, all right. I'm Marco. And I'm Nick. And remember, you should die Okay, bye.